Impeachment hearings in the Senate against former President Donald Trump will go on, but a new impeachment against Joe Biden has just been filed. Meanwhile, President Biden's so-called Catholicism is coming into sharp focus as he presses on with anti-life and anti-family measures, all the while receiving Holy Communion and with a photo of himself alongside Pope Francis as one of the new decorations in the Oval Office. Also, the leftist bishops named cardinals by Pope Francis are furiously trying to stamp out public criticism of President Biden's pro-abortion stance, but that has finally aroused something of a fighting spirit in conservative bishops in America. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The political climate for the Biden administration is now similar to that of the Trump administration. Already, papers have been filed for Biden's impeachment. Check this out. Just filed articles of impeachment on President Joe Biden. We'll see how this goes. That was Representative Marjorie Taylor from Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, who in her opening statement calling for Biden's impeachment said, and I quote, President Joe Biden is unfit to hold the office of the presidency. His pattern of abuse of power as President Obama's vice president is lengthy and disturbing. President Biden has demonstrated that he will do whatever it takes to bail out his son Hunter and line his family's pockets with cash from corrupt foreign energy companies. She continued saying President Biden is even on tape admitting to a quid pro quo with the Ukrainian government threatening to withhold $1 billion in foreign aid if they do not do his bidding. President Biden, she said, residing in the White House is a threat to national security and he must be immediately impeached, end quote. Meanwhile, the Democrats in the Senate intend to pursue post-term impeachment of President Trump with this hilarious announcement from Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Have a look. The House will deliver the article of impeachment to the Senate. The Senate will conduct a trial of the impeachment of Donald Trump. It will be a full trial. It will be a fair trial. But make no mistake, there will be a trial, and when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection, insurrection against the United States. Boy, doesn't that make you wonder about what exactly is on people's minds? In other news, the Polish government has issued a diplomatic passport to a Polish patient dying from the withdrawal of nutrition and hydration in an English hospital. According to multiple Polish media sources, the Polish government has issued the passport in an attempt to remove the brain-damaged Polish patient from the power of the British courts. One Polish conservative news outlet has reported that the passport is already on its way to London. The scandal of the British courts effectively sentencing a Polish citizen, in the words of Poland's top archbishop, to death by starvation, is a cause celeb in his birth country though largely passed over in cold silence by his adopted country of England. 
LifeSite News delivered a petition of 25,000 signatures to the government in Britain to protest their starvation of the Polish Catholic. John Smeaton, the chief executive of the Society for the Protection of Unborn Children, was pleased to deliver the LifeSite News petition to the Foreign and Commonwealth Office in London. Have a look. Good day. I'm John Smeaton, the Chief Executive of the Society for the Protection of Unborn Children in the UK, and I'm here in Whitehall, London today to present a petition on behalf of LifeSite News and its worldwide readership to the UK's Foreign Secretary, Dominic Raab. The family of a pro-life Catholic Polish man has been fighting for this man's life for weeks now as British legal and hospital authorities seek to deny him food and fluids while he lies comatose in an English hospital. Also today marks the 48th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, with the tragic reality that over 60 million innocent unborn babies were murdered in their mother's wombs with the consent of the law. The devastation is impossible even to comprehend, as their blood cries out to heaven for vengeance, we commend their souls to Almighty God this day. As Joe Biden settles into the Oval Office, one of the popular topics is the office decor, which is now being altered, of course. But one of the pieces in the new Oval Office is very concerning indeed. On a table behind his desk is a photo of Biden with Pope Francis. And this brings into sharp focus the most damaging aspect of this presidency, his claim to be Catholic. The colossal damage of his claiming to be Catholic alongside his stance in favor of the slaughter of innocent unborn babies in their mother's wombs, with over a million of these American babies being murdered each and every year, is totally staggering. Just yesterday, Biden's chief medical advisor, Anthony Fauci, announced that Biden would be revoking the Mexico City policy, which forbade U.S. family planning funds from supporting groups which perform or promote abortion. Now, this will serve to increase abortion, not only in the USA, but abroad, and also increase U.S. taxpayer dollars behind lobbying to have other governments permit the killing of babies in the womb. For Catholics who have faith, these things are devastating. But there are those, even among the hierarchy, who seem not at all bothered by the situation. In fact, they seem downright pleased about the current scenario. D.C. Archbishop Wilton Gregory was one of the first religious leaders to do a prayer service with the new president on the night of the inauguration. Have a look. May our prayer strengthen our awareness of our common humanity and our national unity at a time when harmony is a balm that seeks to comfort and strengthen us as a single people facing a common threat that is no respecter of age, race, culture, or gender. Let us with one heart commend those who have died from this virus and all of their loved ones to the providential care of the one who is the ultimate source of peace, unity, and concord. Amen.
Remember, Wilton Gregory was recently made cardinal by Pope Francis. And while he was still in Rome, he announced that he would not forbid Holy Communion, despite Biden's support for abortion. That position is totally anti-Catholic in every sense. Not only does it cause massive scandal for the faithful who see this card in this cardinal that there is no sin support in supporting abortion. It shows a total lack of belief in the scriptures too, where we are told that those who eat and drink the Lord unworthily do so to their own condemnation. But Cardinal Gregory is not the only one. We heard yesterday that Cardinals Blaise Supich of Chicago and Joseph Tobin of Newark both objected to the statement from the U.S. Bishops' Conference, President Jose Gomez, uh, because it contained criticism of Biden's pro-abortion stance. Well, Cardinal Supich has now gone public with his behind-the-scenes criticism of his brother bishops. He complained publicly that the statement, which warned against Joe Biden's promotion of moral evils in the areas of abortion, contraception, marriage, and gender, was, in the words of Cardinal Supich, ill-considered. Supich whined about the statement not being approved by him and his like-minded cronies, saying that the USCZB statement was, quote, crafted without the involvement of the administrative committee, a collegial consultation that is normal course for statements that represent and enjoy the considered endorsement of the American bishops. Cardinal Supich added that, uh, well, he demanded that what he called, and I quote, the internal institutional failures, that is failures of the bishops' conference, must be addressed, um, all of course in the name of what? The unity of the church. We must actually pray for the conversion of Cardinal Supich and others like him in the church whose status as shepherds that are actually supposed to lead the flock to Christ makes them in grave danger because that position of shepherd is called to a lot at their final judgments, especially when they're doing the opposite. So let's indeed pray for him. Let's turn all of that what is really frustration and anger, maybe even justice, justly so, but into prayer for the conversion of his soul. But there's also great news in the midst of what seems like all gloom. That kerfuffle among the bishops has finally moved some bishops to speak out. More than a dozen bishops have come out in the face of the backlash against Archbishop Gomez's statement to back the criticism of Biden's anti-life stance. Here is the list of those bishops. It's, it actually works as a handy tier ranking of the American hierarchy. I'm sure it's not a full list, but it's the ones we caught at LifeSite, and it's a good list. Here it is. The pride of place, of course, belongs to Bishop Joseph Strickland. He's the Bishop of Tyler, Texas, who has stood strong and solid on matters of life and family like no other bishop in the United States, or for most of the world for that matter. In addition to Bishop Strickland, here are the rest of the top tier of U.S. bishops. There's Archbishop Samuel Aquila, Den Denver, Colorado. There's Archbishop Salvatore Cordeleone of San Francisco, California. There's Bishop Donald Hying of Madison, Wisconsin. Bishop Thomas Paprocki of Springfield, Illinois. Bishop Kevin Rhodes of Fort, Wayne, of Fort Wayne, South Bend, Indiana. Bishop Thomas Tobin of Providence, Rhode Island. 
Bishop James Wall of Gallup, New Mexico, Bishop Alexander or Archbishop Alexander Sample of Portland, Oregon, Bishop Thomas Olmsted of Phoenix, Arizona, Archbishop Alan Vigneron of Detroit, Michigan, Bishop James Conley of Lincoln, Nebraska, and that rounds out our list of the archbishops and bishops. If you ever wanted an example of the kind of messed up faith you can get to with poor and scandalous religious leadership, look no further than Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She did a podcast the other day with Hillary Clinton in which she, always claiming to herself to be a faithful Catholic, of course, was upset that pro-lifers voted for President Trump. She said, it's a great grief for me as a Catholic. Pelosi said she believed Trump was elected for his stance against abortion. And she lamented pro-life Catholics, and I quote, were willing to sell the whole democracy down the river for that one issue, end quote. Anyway, Catholics have always believed that abortion is the preeminent issue, as Archbishop Gomez's letter said. Well, there is one bishop who deserves special mention on our tier list, and that is Pelosi's own bishop, Archbishop Salvatore Cordelione. He actually responded to Pelosi's little rant about being a Catholic and upset. He said these words, really quite amazing. Go check out the full story at lifesitenews.com. But he said, and I quote, To begin with, the obvious, Nancy Pelosi does not speak for the Catholic Church. Amen, amen, and amen. He continued, the amens were mine, by the way. He continued, and I quote, Christians have always understood that the commandment thou shalt not kill applies to all life, including life in the womb. He added, one thing is clear, no Catholic in good conscience can favor abortion. Right to choose is a smokescreen for perpetuating an entire industry that profits from one of the most heinous evils imaginable. He continued, our land is soaked with the blood of the innocent and it must stop. That is why, as Catholics, he said, we will continue to speak out on behalf of those who have no voice to speak for themselves and reach out to comfort and support those who are suffering the scars of the abortion experience. We will do so until our land is finally rid of this despicable evil. End quote. Amazing words from Archbishop Cordelione, and an amazing thing that this scuffle between the bishops have finally shown us that there are indeed a good dozen or so and more, a baker's dozen at least, of bishops in America who have some spine and are willing to stand up for the faith, for life, and for family. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. 
We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.